Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Today, I'd like to talk a little bit about some of the practicalities of trading. Now, I have a few points sitting here for you and some of you have been emailing me asking questions about where do you find a broker, what do you do once you've got your account set up and also how do you pull your paperwork together. So I thought I'd discuss that a little bit today. First of all, always do your research when it comes to choosing a broker. But remember that you're not fixed with that broker. You might decide once you start learning to trade that you want to move to a different broker. Um, you may hear things from people when, that you're trading with or it may be that you attend the Art of Trading workshop and somebody discusses with you um, the, the great service that another broker or the platform that they use and how great that is and you may choose to change then. So you can't really go too wrong in the beginning. The thing to think about is that in choosing the broker, quite often it's going to be on price because um, with non-advice brokers, really you've got to narrow down what it is you're looking for. A lot of the non-advice brokers have a lot of fundamental information, news on their websites, things that you may need to use to help you select stocks for your portfolio. So that may be useful. So you may have some criteria about what you're looking for, but you might find that a lot of what's available is way more than what you need anyway. So they may be more complex than what you require to get started. Now, with advice brokers, of course, um, they can be really good in helping you find fundamental information. This is what I get a lot of feedback from some people who start out this way. But it may end up being a distraction. If you've studied the course and you've got the knowledge, what you really want to be doing is trusting yourself to do that and select stocks and determine the timing for your entries and be really focused on what you're doing because some people can have a tendency to be a little bit distracted, shall I say, um, by broker reports and, and possibly being phoned up by brokers um, asking them if they're interested in buying particular stocks. They may not be on your list or may not even be suitable to the portfolio type that you've selected. The other thing is, of course, you want the bank account where you put your cash to be in your own name. Now, this can vary a little bit when, when we're talking about um, CFD trading, but I'm not going to go into that right now. I'm just talking about purchase, uh, looking for a, a broker for your shares. I'd actually look at the ASX website to get some ideas. Consider um, major financial institutions in Australia because a lot of them are brokers as well or have companies um, under their umbrellas that are brokers. And quite often, um, people choose a company that they've been banking with for years um, and they have a, a broking arm. Now, with um, defining your portfolio, what you want to really be able to do is consider what you've learnt in the course. Think about um, yourself and, and what sort of uh, risk you're willing to take, where you really want to be focusing your attention in terms of the, the spread of stocks in the market. Are you going to stick to the top 20, top 50 when you start out? Now, there's a tendency for some people to want to look through the whole top 300 for stocks. But of course, if your field of view is so broad, 
then it, as you can understand, it's going to take you a lot longer to be able to choose the stocks or to select some really good ones for your short-term watch list or for your current watch list. You can always change your watch list and add to it over time as, as stocks unfold and potentially stocks that have been falling in price may start to rise. I mean, a lot of the miners are falling in price and I wouldn't be suggesting necessarily that you're looking to buy those right now, as I've talked about in previous podcasts, but over time it will be worth having um, a few of those stocks on the watch list once they make their lows. So again, define your portfolio, document the types of stocks, where you're going to be looking in the market for those stocks and whether you're going to be trading short term, medium term or long term or a combination of those. You might decide to have two portfolios set up to be able to run them side by side. But remember, it's really important when starting out that you've got to crawl before you can walk. So it may be that you decide you you may have, um, if you're a student, you may have been listening to some of our weekly reports and heard some of the guys, particularly Zoran, talking about trading on the monthly chart. Um, those people who are looking for more medium term or medium to long term, it's a lot less work, let me say, doing analysis on the monthly chart and looking for a set of rules to trade. This quite often appeals to people who are used to holding stocks longer term, but it just gives them a bit more of an edge, of course, because you're actually timing your entry and exit and using history to tell you um, when's an opportune time to do that. So another point, um, number three, is are you going to start with a small watch list out of that we talked about before? Are you going to actually look at the 300 or are you going to narrow it down to the top 20? And how are you going to select the stocks within that? Are you going to, if, if you choose the top 20, for instance, it's pretty simple. You might just have your watch list as the top 20. There's a quite a variety of stocks in the list. But of course, you may want to choose stocks that are a little bit more volatile. You may want to have 50% uh, of your watch list in, in stocks at the top end and some of the stocks that are in the lower end of the top 100 or even slightly outside the 100 to get a bit more experience in the way that these different stocks move and the, the way that different levels of liquidity can affect these stocks. Now, number four is how are you going to trade them? So this comes down to your set of rules that you've learned, as I said before. With medium to long term, you may choose to um, trade on the monthly chart. And remember that some of the techniques that we teach in the course, so I'll just mention some of those. So you've got Dow theory, you've got GAN swing theory, trend lines, uh, counter trends. Now, trend lines Dale covers in his book, and that looks more at the bigger picture, the longer term. In the course, we do teach a lot on the weekly chart, but of course, it doesn't matter what time frame. The one thing we don't do is go to the week the daily chart with that. Um, although we do use Dow theory on all three time frames from time to time, it depends on the strategy that you're looking for. For shorter term trading, sometimes you'd be able to find a really good exit on the daily chart if the stock moves up. I know that there were quite a few traders looking for cash flow who were doing that. They were entering on the weekly chart and perhaps looking for a signal on the monthly chart and then exiting on the daily chart. And it's, it's really horses for courses and you have to think about how you want it to run. Now, the next point is the environment that you're in. This is number five. This is to set your environment up or your workstation that's so it's conducive to trading. Just think about how you want that to look, the room that you're going to be trading in, what that could do to your psychology when you're sitting there trading. If it's cluttered or is it open plan? Um, have you got a lot of things around you that will, could potentially distract you? Um, do, you, can you ha do you have a door to that room that you can close? Because 
the household may get noisy when you're trying to trade. I remember one lady, she um, would she didn't have a door to her study. It was actually in, a, in an alcove um, in, in the house and she had to wear a different coloured hat when she was trading so that she trained the kids to know, um, which is quite amazing. When, um, when she was trading, they weren't allowed to come near her for that period of time. They had to do their own own thing, which is probably quite good for them as well. But I can imagine that if they were um, doing something they shouldn't be, then that hat probably would have come off pretty quickly. You may want a really comfortable chair that, that supports your back when you're sitting there at your desk. Um, all these sorts of things can be quite important. And where are you going to store your research and your information? You're going to keep it all electronic or are you going to have some things printed out and in folders or filing cabinets? Sometimes we don't think about these things, but it can make life a lot easier you know, to be organised in that way. Then what you want to be able to do is um, to document your trades. Now think about your system for documenting your trades. We get so excited about learning all of these great techniques in the course that when it comes to documenting what we do, uh, sometimes it's, it's easy for people. There are people who are naturally good at documenting their trading analysis. Um, I get emails with Word documents and Excel spreadsheets. Uh, sometimes the Word documents have got way too much information in them. Just remember, if, if you're putting something together so that you can refer to it in future if there is a trade setup, so let's just say the scenario is that you're preparing to trade and you've done all the research and the analysis, it's all ready to go, you've documented the, this, this whole strategy. You don't want it too complex and too much information in it such that when it comes time that the stock triggers the entry, you're having to spend ages trying to read it and then understand what it is that you've written. And then you want to think about, well, if I put it in a Word document, how do I want it laid out? Do I want to have a bit of a summary at the top with the fundamentals and then a summary of the technical analysis and then a summary explaining what the strategy is or the, the buy and the sell rules that you've back-tested for that stock so it's really quick and easy. Um, should be no more than a one-pager, really. Um, if you want to put charts in there as well to, as a snapshot, then you may need a second page. But I would really s suggest that you try to limit it to that. I have seen quite a number of pages in um, some people's notes. And that the trading plan, we actually provide a trading plan as part of the course. Remember that the rules that you use from one stock to another are likely to be different. They won't always be different, but the stocks have different personalities. So it makes sense that you could be trading with Dow Theory on one stock and that works really well. And then trend lines might work better on another stock. So it's about finding out um, through back testing and we, we teach you all about that, what the best rules are. And then the other thing is that with your trading plan, you may not necessarily want it to be, for those of you who have studied our courses, the trading plan document that we give you um, is, is a guide really or a template that you can use, but you may want to customise that and design your own down the track while you're trading your own portfolio to have um, different things in it. And I have worked with quite a few people through our trading essentials and trading support services that we offer that you can put together something really simple and succinct um, to help you at the time when, when um, you're trading on your own. Because that can be really testing, especially if you know you have the first couple of trades, say they're really good trades, and all of a sudden you get a losing trade, and then it may be that you your concentration goes out the window because you can't understand what's happened. Sometimes you just need somebody to be able to uh, pass that information to and talk to about, about your strategy and 
potentially you might need some ideas to help you look for a different angle. What sort of win-loss ratio would would we look for? You know, in the modules we talk about when you're back testing a set of rules that you're looking for a 70% win rate or greater or win-loss ratio or greater. It may be that you're looking for 80% and then the next trade you take was a losing trade and it drops it back again. So you may at some point need to refine your rules if that happens and it falls below a certain level. Some people are quite happy to, to trade with a win-loss ratio. I had um, someone email me recently that had around 67 or 68%. Um, it was a shorter-term strategy and they were quite happy to trade on that rate. But one thing I'd like to bring home to people is that have a look at those back-tested entries in your spreadsheet because if you've got a number of losses in a row, it's possible that that could occur in future and how will you manage that or handle that process um, working through. This can all affect your psychology uh, when you're trading the market. The other thing, number seven I've got here, is about um, the capital that you want to start off with. And I can remember talking to a husband and wife and uh, they had a self-managed super fund and the wife, the plans were the husband wanted the wife to actually manage the self-super fund, which is fantastic. I think more and more women are doing that these days. And the starting capital was about 60000 the plan was to move to about 100000 by the end of the year. So this was earlier in the year when I spoke to her. And the, the, the whole idea is that there would be certain milestones that would be set along the way. And I think that's fantastic to have that type of plan rather than just diving in boots and all. And you might have a certain amount of, of capital in your self-managed super fund. So you've got 450000 in your super fund. Well, if you're first starting out and you've never traded before, it wouldn't be wise to to start off by using all of that capital to trade. The other thing that a lot of people don't do very well is recording their thoughts So about the trade. So a trading journal is quite good and therapeutic as well each week. Just to write down a few notes about any trades that you have open, what you're thinking about them, trades that you've closed off and your thoughts, and then you can always refer back to that you never know, you might have a few brilliant ideas that come out of sitting there in the, in the quiet, writing down things. And the, the second last item is to celebrate your successes and your milestones along the way when you're trading. Really important to do. I think in this busy world, we tend to rush around and, and we forget to, to really do that well. And perhaps a, a nice dinner occasionally um, to celebrate that you've done something well. Even if you've handled the trades well, or you've handled the market well, it may not be that you you um, you had the biggest profit that you've ever achieved. A few months, the market's been down, so it would have been a real challenge to do it. But it may be that you've actually minimised your risk by following certain strategies and you want to celebrate that. Now, the other point and my last and final point, if you know that you're sitting there and you know that you need some assistance, then just remember that uh, Wealth Within are always here and Dale and myself are always here to support traders along their journey and we do that through trading essentials and trading support. So it may be that when you start out, you want to speed up the process a little bit and help yourself get along that path a lot quicker. We can help you do that. That's all from me for now. Have a great week. Take care. Happy trading. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to Wealth Within. .com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation.